0: What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of your first place in the North Division, Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm joined via technology with my homeboy, my hombre in Leaf Nation, Mr. Ball Walker. What's up, baby?
1: How's it going, buddy? I am so happy Fuck. that you're starting this off positive because it could have gone another way with you, but I'm glad because I'm feeling the same.
0: Well, you might have heard off the top. I cracked me a cold one. It yeah. is 316 Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Cheers, buddy. Go Leafs Go.
1: Cheers, Go Leaf Go. And in uh, my Jays Cup, shout out uh, Go Jays Go. Looking yeah. good. to Florida. We're going to be talking about them on a different pod soon.
0: Yeah, soon enough. Bob, can you see what, what flavor or what color this flavor is?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the flavor. It's going to be like a berry, like a red berry of some kind. Yeah. Cranberry. Uh,
0: this is a black cherry. Black and cherry. The, the reason I decided to start my, my pod off with a White Claw, ch- Black Cherry, is because this red top, for me, indicates the red maple leaf that dawns our beautiful nation, just <laughs> like the blue and white leaf that dominates the North Division. What's up, baby? Let's go!
1: Woo! Definitely not reaching at all. That's a beautiful <clears throat> symbolism. <sighs> I am fired up. Even though we didn't end on the greatest note, us Leafs, uh, still a lot yes. of
0: podcasts Yes. So let's get let's get the ugly early and out of front early. The trauma Leafs, March has not been good to them. And the reason why so we've decided to, that we're gonna do more frequent, so probably twice a month, uh, leaf edition is because there's a lot to there's a lot to cover, things are moving fast, this condensed schedule is crazy. So uh, we're doing we're doing this a little bit more frequent. So before we recap the whole month, we're gonna recap the last two weeks. And so far we are March 16th, I hate time stamping these things, but this is going to go out to immediate release. Right now, unfortunately, the Maple Leafs are being their ass kicked in the month of March. Currently, the Leafs are sitting three and five in the last two weeks of March, three lo- three wins and five losses, not including some bullshit losses to Vancouver and Ottawa. Bah! how do you feel about this horrible start to the month of March?
1: Um yeah, not a great March. I'm not going to defend at all what their their play indicates. It, it's been pretty much goaltending. The one silver lining in this terrible month of March, which is different than most Leaf teams, and I hope even the Leaf haters listening can see this is the effort that's there even in our losses. Like this is not a Leaf game where Every loss, you're just by the third period, you're checked out. They've totally given up. You know, there's going to be like maybe a late minute goal by the Leafs always, but they're already out of it. It didn't feel that way. You got to remember, even though Ottawa is shit, there's no denying that they play sure. to their highest potential against the Leafs. They're always going to. They hate us. We hate them. Any NHL, like they're still NHL players. You can't take that away from them. So when a team they hate shows up a rivalry, they're going to play their best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said in the first episode too when we were giving our predictions on where uh, the Leafs would finish and how the amount of points for the North Division, I felt it was going to be more congested, more close knit than you did, and that's I still believe that, and it's kind of coming to fruition. Um, Winnipeg is definitely playing sick because Hellebuck is sick; otherwise, they're terrible. Fuck Winnipeg. Calgary just needed Sutter farm uh, training and discipline, yeah. and now they're on a roll, and
0: they're that country play. hard loving.
1: Yeah, and they're going to finish where I thought. By the way, that's still going to come out clean. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's been a tough month. It's been a tough month, but the effort's been there. Um, it's going to be close, but but there's a the, they have time off.
0: Yeah, let's well, recover. That's it. Refocus, yeah. I, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, one of the good reasons that we're doing this pod now instead of at the end of the month. Is that we would have forgot all the juicy that happened being this month because at least have four games until the end of the month. Like they're going to be off for the next four days or, I mean, a couple days from the one It's even more
1: fucked than that. It's four days, two games against Calgary, then another four days. Four days.
0: Yeah. It's not, I mean, it would be good for the guys who are healing up. We should expect the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons to be back in action by the end of this uh, weird schedule, tail end of March. And you're going to see a lot of those teams that, we, that had the potential that maybe didn't have the points or games in hand on Leafs to see what they actually do when the pressure's on, excuse me, to catch first place. I mean, we're going to see if Winnipeg, when the chips are down, if they're going to come or if they're going to fold. Was it always Patrick Liney or, or, or is it this team? That, does this team have a complex where they're going to hit a wall, much like a lot of people believe Arshaw made Leafs do? Um, let's get into some hot points, some hot takes that we've got going on. Um, maybe not a hot take, but JTO, oh my man, the captain, oh, captain finally heating up, playing well, skating well, not just doing the small things, but getting the points. Gotta love what JTO is doing.
1: Yeah, at the start of the season, the legs clearly weren't there. I mean, he was looking kind of his age and and with COVID, but the one thing about JT always is he heats up towards the end of the year. Usually he's been more productive up to this point, but I'm glad that he's heating up now, and I think he's going to get even better. I mean, we'll talk about the other guy, but Willie is firing on all cylinders on his line. So those two guys together, I mean, it's beautiful when it's clicking. And, and JT, those hands on that one goal, the pass to
0: Willie. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Where I, he undresses the, uh, yeah, he undressed the defense in Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, Winnipeg, Wienerpeg, is is such an interesting conversation for the Leafs because they're really emerging as, as a top contender for number one. Edmonton, we all kind of thought. Don't get me wrong, Edmonton is hot too. But Edmonton, you see the holes in Edmonton. When McDavid and Drysettle aren't firing, that team is not doing much. So. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, anyways, oh, well, let's keep going with our hot takes. We'll, we'll say it just because it's already been said. Hot Willie, I mean, who doesn't like a good Hot Willie? He is making all the naysayers eat their words. $6.9 million on the books, but man, oh, man, is he looking good right now. Yeah,
1: I saw your little poll. I I put well-deserved when I vote. Yes,
0: we'll get into that.
1: Yeah, so uh, I will only say this once ever in my lifetime, and I say it sarcastically. Everybody knows. Thank you, Steve Simmons, for lighting a fire under Willie's ass and also kind of turning the Leaf fandom this season on willie's side like everybody was like all right man fuck you you're gonna say that in a paper like come on willie fire it up and he has yes so stoked that guy that's what we want from him that's what the money's worth you're right i I have a buddy who texts me every leaf game i'll have game talking about how willie is a pussy willie's a pussy we need to trade him. we need to trade and i'm like dude he is not there for tough and grit. Yeah, I hate That's the daisical play. That's what frustrates Lee fans when it looks like he should be giving more effort or going into the dirty spot and he backs off. I hate it. I fucking hate that. But that is not what Willie is. Willie is what Willie is. He is turning on a dime, opening up the boards, the corners, getting it out, and also finishing from JT.
0: Yeah. And Thornton Thornton's been put on that line the last couple of games, and I thought it looked pretty decent. I mean we, we can get into Thornton. I'll get into Thornton my hot take on him. Mm-hmm. For me, Joe Thornton is starting to look his age. Yeah. Joe Thornton for me thinking the honeymoon is over. Uh, and I don't want to say that, man like I want Joe Thornton to have a role on this team and we we know he has a he has like you know the old Patrick Marlowe uh, role of like everyone's favorite stepdad. but like he you know, I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. I don't know how he turns around, because to, for me, the only movable parts is a winger in the second line, and or maybe the third line. But do you really want Joe Thornton on the third line? Because he's not going to give you that energy boost. He's more like he's more like a like, like a, a Zen sensei, where he can calm the play down on the power play, which we'll get into the power play as well. But he, he's he's one of those guys that kind of creates a little stability. When some of these guys, maybe I don't want to say get emotional, but, you know, kind of don't know how to control themselves. So I think that Thornton has a role. Hot take. I don't know if he finishes the season with Elise.
1: Uh, that is a little hot take. I, I mean, yeah, it hasn't been a great month for Jumbo. He's definitely regressed or gone back to what I think people may be expected. Um, I could kind of see him on a third line. Like, I think... With Mikhaev or anybody like that, like um, he can still dish. And I think if you add a bunch of speedy, gritty guys, like there could still be something there. He he could be great depth for the playoffs. I still haven't clearly written Jumbo off yet. Um, I I don't know if you're going to be able to trade him. I don't think he wants to be traded. And do the boys in the locker room want him traded as well? Yeah, I can't I see a trade, trade happening. Chemistry, yeah. Like with the trade happening, like I think it's going to be like a, a package of. I'm not saying who we're going to be getting because everybody either undervalues or overvalues players in a trade. But like you're going to see like Nick Robertson or like maybe Amarov, our first round pick from this year, with a curfew Like it's going to be a package like that, like a really right. sick young prospect or something. That's how we're going to get our winger rental or whatever. We'll talk about that right. later. But <clears throat> that's more. I don't see Jumbo really moving in a trade.
0: I don't see moving in trade. I think it's more like uh, healthy scratch or just doesn't make yeah. it. Taxi, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the rules are for taxi squad and all that stuff, but all right, let's move on from Jumbo Joe. Um, hot take number three or four, Anderson. Does Freddie Anderson have the heart? Is Does he have what it takes? Here's my hot take on it. Was told in the offseason that the police are going to try to move him, so prepare to move. He never moves. Of course, everything else happens. Shows up to camp. Starts the season not necessarily great, but good enough to win some games. Of course, the injury and everything else that happened. I don't know if he's still fighting an injury. I don't know if his head's not in the game. If his heart's not in the game, he doesn't want to play for the Leafs. I don't know what it is. But Willie, really, or you know what the other thing that I thought it could have been is the style that the Leafs now play with more puck possession and not as much um, defensive woes. He doesn't have to be as sharp as he is. So maybe he's just getting dull without any action. This guy's used to getting 40 shots a game.
1: Yeah. He, he's been an issue with me every episode we've done this season. So I don't think it's a lack of heart. Like, obviously I think Freddie's a competitor, but man, the thing about goaltenders, it's such a mental position. These guys, like they're just loons. And I think not, not, not saying he's like mentally weak or anything strong word like that, but it's just stuff gets to him. It seems like, and I don't know, like maybe you're right about the whole contract struggles, but like we said, Freddie has been Freddie every year. He does the same thing, the same slow start. Usually, he picks it up, and years past, he would win us games. He's not winning us games.
0: Correct. The
1: pro- yeah. The problem for me is what else is out there as a goaltender, and are we stuck with Freddie? Like he needs to pick it up. People constantly texting me, being like, "Man, Jack Campbell should be our starter." Jack Campbell. He Freddie was an unknown starter when we got him. Give Jack the chance. It's like, okay, if Jack comes back healthy, I guess. But Freddie is our starter. Like. Yeah. These years, uh, this year, especially, I think Freddie has to play such an important part in the playoffs, but we have a three-year window. Is Freddie that cup perennial goaltender, like, chasing it for us? I don't know, man.
0: I, I You know, I, I, it's a good point. There, there's, two thing, there's two things that splinter off from this that I want to get into. What the fuck's going on with Jack Campbell? And I read this article today from, mm-hmm. I want to give credit to where credit's due because it's a ridiculous article. But the, it comes from the guys at Editor and Leaf. Um, you can find that on like any any search engine. Um, so Jack Campbell, for me, I, I'm happy he came back from the initial injury, gets a shutout. Great, I think that maybe his first or second shutout as a Leaf. I'm happy for a guy like that to get a shutout. The downside, the downplay to that is uh, something happened where he's not in uniform anymore, and we're dealing with our fourth guy in the depth charts, trying to hoping that he's going to win us games. And as we saw in the in the um, Sens game, two shots or two goals on three shots—that's not going to do anything for you to start a game.
1: Yeah, the problem with Jack Campbell, man, he's a fantastic guy, a solid backup, but he's injury prone. He's been his whole career. I think he was drafted by Dallas. I remember him. He was such a high prospect goalie for Team USA, hey, he, the U.S. Juniors. He was such a big name being drafted,
0: and I think he won the first down- round.
1: Yeah, and dude, this is my why I knew he'd be sick was because in NHGM mode, his potential overall was so crazy. He was always ended up my starting goaltender in that game, but he he's just become injury prone. I think it's a real nagging issue. Mm. I think there's something going on. I I hope he's soon. Like he him and Simmons are supposed to be close, if not already ready to play against Calgary. So I don't know what's going on there. If they're not telling us something about Campbell, I, like, I wonder if we're going to see, like they got a goaltender in that trade with Lettman, but I think that was more towards getting rid of Letnin than picking up that goaltender. But, uh, but I don't know with Campbell.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to this article. So it's the article is, is phrase three goalies. The least should get that are aren't Freddie Anderson. Number three on this list, <laughs> Jack fucking Campbell. I'm not, listen okay, okay. It, it, it it basically says you know he's he's paid his dues he's an experienced guy in the league they should check him out the problem that i have with with a guy like jack campbell replacing freddie anderson is you already have jack campbell so you're not going and getting jack campbell you already have him he shouldn't be on this list but the list gets more ridiculous now i'm gonna i'm gonna give you give you a little bit of uh, the tip here it's not mark andre Fleury, so don't have to worry about that number two on the list coming from the exact same team that the toronto please just traded a goaltender from alvis marinkin marz lincoln yeah Mer- yeah <laughs> um like columbus is going to let one of their two hot prospect goalies walk or tr- or trade them for what They're going to need goaltending. They're playoff bound. There's no way this is happening. And I don't even like it, to be honest. I didn't think he was that great when we saw him last year in the playoffs. These goalies that hide, good goalies that hide on defensive-minded teams, like Brodeur, listen, Brodeur is an incredible goaltender, also happened to play on a very defensive team. So yeah. I, I take these guys, he's just like the Team Canada junior goalie. You know, they come in, they have incredible tournaments, but they also have the best defense in the world. So I'm not I'm not overly amazed by by the idea of Elvis. You got any thoughts on that?
1: What okay, Elvis is a good young prospect goalie. I agree. I don't think Columbus would trade him to us when we're gonna be like future divisional uh yep. but but what has Elvis proven compared to Freddie? Okay, so yeah, so last year he got one playoff series win against us kudos to him that that is something true but has he proven more that that he's going to be the difference maker compared to freddie i don't think so i would rather right now instead of giving up whatever we would have to give up to columbus for that guy i'd rather have faith that freddie would turn it around i don't see that ever happening
0: he is he's 26 years old he's five years younger uh, I mean, we we know like European backgrounds, uh, European uh, NHL or uh, European hockey background.
1: Is he flashing? Uh, and man, like look at Bennington right now. It,
0: well, let, oh, well, here's another. Thing. He's going to have a bit of a log jam at goaltending, so maybe that's what it is. The number one goaltender that uh, editor and leap think leap could go after or should go after none other than Mr. Elvis's one B counterpart. Jonas Caposolo, Caposolo. I, I yeah, I guess the exact same reasons I wouldn't go after Elvis would have to go for Caposolo too.
1: Yeah, it doesn't,
0: it doesn't make sense Corp, to me. Corpusolo, so.
1: yeah, Corpusolo. Um, I mean, yeah, great. I, I don't know. I, I guess we could do maybe a trade with them if they wanted to clean up. their like what Anaheim did with Gibson and Freddie, and you're just going to choose one but what are we sending back in return for those guys? And then what happens to Freddie is Columbus going to take Freddie back. So we'd have to make two trades there, which is ridiculous. And I just don't think that's going to happen. There are so many more, like, I don't even think we're going to get these guys, but there's more common sense goaltender trades out there. Like maybe a John Gibson on Anaheim. I know we got Freddie from Anaheim, but like, I don't know. I don't see the Columbus goaltenders coming. Like
0: out of those, out,
1: out of those three goalies, the only one that makes sense is okay. Then keep Jack Campbell and play who's hot between him and Freddie. Okay, yeah. done.
0: Turn them into a one-one A one B. One of the easy ol- article. The only other thing that Corpasalo, like um, a uh, plus, I could see is that his AAV is two point eight million bucks, which is what
1: are their years for both the goalies? Uh,
0: it uh, it doesn't give it to me, but what it does tell me is that. Um, He's got he's got so he's got two more years at uh, two point eight this year and four point six next year.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so the only way we're getting those Columbus goaltenders is we let what Freddie walk in the offseason and then we make a trade towards Columbus.
0: I mean, I, I, unless Columbus is going to go with one guy, they pick up <laughs> Freddie for the half season, maybe play and maybe don't play him, or just have him as an insurance into the playoffs, and then let him walk in the off season. But then
1: right. I, I I don't love it. Well, I, I think the one truth about the Leafs goaltending is there is one season of play that's going to decide a goaltender's future with us because Freddie's not going away at the, at the trade deadline, excuse me, or, or whatever. Like he's our goalie for this year, him, Jack, Villy, wall, whoever you're going to put in there, hopefully not Hutchinson. Yeah. If Freddie makes it past the first round we're probably going to re-sign him, or there's a good chance that we are. Maybe not. If we don't make it past the first round, he's definitely gone.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think at some point, there's going to have to be an escape code. It's not going to be Matthews, Marners, Nylander, Travaris. It's not going to be any of those those core guys. Maybe Riley. I mean, Riley's got... Is is, is it this year or next year? is expiring.
1: I, I think he's got this year and another year left. Okay, so... And the one thing I will say, too... It, even though my dad's a little bit of a Joe from the bridge character with his takes is that yeah. I would put Freddie's money towards Hyman, resign Hyman. And you know what, with COVID and the salary cap and all these issues, like just go after a goaltender in the off season,
0: just find something,
1: just find something.
0: Yeah. I, okay. So let's move on from this goalie debate because unfortunately I just feel like we're not going to have any answers until it actually happens. Um, Let's see. Okay, so we're—I mean—we're just burning through a lot of our hot takes. Uh, Simmons soon to return. We got that out of the way. Do you want to talk about the Lenin trade?
1: Well, sure. Yeah. So Letnin was traded for goalie Veli Vaini Vala, Vena Lylan, Whatever the hell you're. Thank missing. you. I'm
0: glad you said it on me. Yeah.
1: Whatever. I'll take the loss for that. So
0: yeah. Thank you so much.
1: On the goaltender's end, he's. A small Finnish goaltender he did okay in Finland he had one game of experience in the NHL when Columbus got shellacked um so is it Columbus that that trade was with no um uh, was-
0: yeah it was Columbus
1: yeah yeah yeah, it was Columbus yeah so that's his only experience so he could do well like I said earlier I think it has more to do with Lettinen I think Letting in, you know, with his contract, it was pretty much we kind of guaranteed him playing time in the end to come over. It didn't work out. The Leafs seem happy from Dubis's little press conference um, that they like their defense that they have, and he was kind of the odd man out. So I right. promised him hours. He's kind of the odd man out. It's, it's best for good. him it's best for him to probably move on and not have any kind of hindrance or anything negative in the locker room. So no real loss. Like he was okay. My dad I had high hopes for him for some reason, but uh, he was okay.
0: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, there wasn't a spot for him for uh, like a, um, an older defenseman. I think he's like 27. Um, and yeah. you, that's fine. Like if you don't have spots for him, that's okay to have. If you have all the spots filled, that's a good problem to have. So, you know what we need—we need some goaltending just in case, because I don't think Hutchinson's the answer, even though he's he's on Toronto's team for the next two years or for at least this year, next year he's contracted to. So I don't mind it overall, um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, players in the league will see that like they did him right, like you, they gave him an opportunity to play. At the end of the day, they didn't keep him, you know, buried like the Oilers did with Sam Gagne. You know, like they, they, they let him they let him spread his wings into the NHL and he's going to hang out with Torts in Columbus. All good.
1: Oh, yeah. You never hear any former player or ex-player ever talk bad about the actual organization and playing for it and how they take care of you. Like this team usually does right by you. And we also have the money to do right by you. Constance. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> All right. Moving on. AM 3-4. What's up, baby?
1: Absolute stud. Even when he's off in a game, he looks on. The best player to wear blue and white in so long.
0: So long. I couldn't that. agree with you more. On <laughs> top of that, the, the all the stats are there. First in the league to 20. You know, we have, we have a question coming up um, uh, that we, we put out to the listeners. Will Matthews hit 50 goals this season? I, that, I, I made that claim to fame before the season started. We'll see what the people said. Um, Yeah, that that, by the way, the
1: overtime goal against Heli, Obviously, if you're listening to a Leafs pod, you've seen that goal. How nasty was that goal? And he was gassed. He was gassed. And I'm telling you right now, I was flipping the fuck out about the broken stick. I was oh, yeah. I know I texted you. I was I was foaming at the mouth.
0: That that was firewood chocolate. That, <laughs> that, that,
1: so, like my bro, he he's up screaming about the goal and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, yeah. like it's all right, man. We won. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: I mean the silky mitts on Matthews was in receive the pass, go um, receive it, backhand up high, incredible, and lightning quick the silky mitts you gotta love it am 3-4 i mean come on like how many awards this guy's gonna be up, up for in the year the rocket mvp like what else you want to give him i'll give him anything and everything so incredible Yeah, big high five I, we're, we're I, gonna stay positive
1: yeah he had that two three game kind of where he didn't do much after that but you knew you could see it was there and it was coming back he was a little cold and now it's it's back to poppy
0: that, that guy was hitting two points a game yeah you know, at an unreasonable clip, he was going to have to come. And he, what a three or four game, uh, pointless drought. Yeah. I get it, but I mean, the guy—the guy—is money. If you ask me, well worth a thirteen and a half million bucks. He's getting paid this this COVID season. Oh. Moving on, rough march for Mister Hall. What's going on with your grease mechanic?
1: <laughs> you talking Justin Bobby, as in Bobby or Justin <laughs> Hall? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's um. I mean, clearly, if you've listened to any Toronto radio around the city the last two weeks, they've told you that he's come back down to earth, regressed. I don't have to really explain. He, he hasn't looked the best. I mean, him and Muzzin are our shutdown line. That's what that line is built for. And they haven't been doing the greatest job. There's been some laps in judgment, laps in defensive plays that have cost us. Um But I still believe in Hall. This guy's sick. Like, my worry about Justin Hall right now, my biggest worry, is that we need to make sure we have some type of bargaining chip or blackmail to Seattle to keep him out of the expansion draft. Wow. Yeah. That's what I worry about about Justin Hall in the future. Right now, it's fine because this team, I'm not worried. I came into this episode in a good mood even though we lost because – all it takes is one more game against Calgary this team on the rise. We have a dominant game, Boom. we're back in it. Yeah. The whole team's
0: tiring. You know, and and it <laughs> it, it can't be it can't be stated enough that when you're at the top of the mountain, everybody's hunting for you. You think anyone gives a fuck about Calgary? No. No, You think anyone gives a fuck about what's going on with Vancouver? You're like Vancouver fans, but no one else, no one's worried about Vancouver. You know, I I think everyone's hitting whoever it would have been in first place. Everyone's hunting to be number one. Moving on, we talked about the trade. Let's get right into studs, or sorry, buds and duds. This is where we go. We give us three, we give you three of our top leaves for the month of March so far, and three of our (laughs) not-so-tough buds of the month.
1: Yeah, I want to start... Yeah. So we'll start with buds. I will say going into duds, I had two the same as you and I'll say which ones, but I have some bonus ones to replace them for my pick. So, so buds, number one, Media darling Zach Hyman. Yes. One of the most beloved men in Toronto right now. I mean, what can you say? I think it's completely justified what we're saying about him. Because like we've said before, I mean, it's a white-collar city, but it's a blue-collar team and a blue-collar fandom. And Zach Damn. Hyman does all the dirty work that you want. That's why I love him. I want that money to go towards him and, and he resigns. Like, yeah, he's not a fighter. He's not a tough guy. That's not it. But... He must be one hell of a guy to play defense against. Like you must yeah. be tired at the end of your shift, and that's what I want from him. He's a stud. Not he a bu- is, he's a stud.
0: He yeah he is one hundred percent grinder approved. Let's go, baby. This guy never takes a shift off. Never take for all the shifts that Neil Laner takes off, this guy makes up for it. Um, I actually scratched out. I had I had as my number two stud. I had um, Brody, but I'm actually – I agree with you 100%. Zach Hyman has been on a point-racking mission. The guy's getting goals every game, getting assists every game. Third line, first line, doesn't matter. Put him in, coach. He's ready to go. I love it.
1: Every time he's behind the net with the puck, I have faith that he's going to get it out to a guy. Or he's going to lose the man covering him on defense. That's how good he is.
0: Down low. I mean I, I can't I can't think of any guy on the team that is better than him down low in in the corner in front of the net. He's yeah. just he, he he's he's just fantastic player. He's he's the type of guy that I'm happy to have on my team. Uh-huh. Moving on, my top bud is uh, Pierre Engvall. Yeah. I you know he's been hot and cold for me all season. I know that Papa Walks is a big fan. Yes, um, but I'm definitely starting to see his value as a shutdown forward, a guy who can be versatile. He's got he's got hands when he needs them. He's got speed when he needs it. But the guy's just a pretty responsible player. And a guy for your bottom six, I think he is he is a good value bottom six guy. So I thought he played played play, play pretty well overall, especially the Leafs. When the Leafs were sinking against the Jets, I'm sorry, what is it you saw Ingbull get a bunch of time ice time. So I, I, I like him. I think he's definitely turned it around and I'm seeing his value. Go ahead. Give me your number two.
1: Well, and I'll just say I completely agree with your pick. And that kind of like skinny, lanky, speedy skating momentum he has is so surprising. Like the guy can wheel.
0: Yeah, I I have a client. He's a high level skater, figure skater for, for Canada nationally. He was saying that. The way that Ingvall skates is actually the proper way to skate. And then I started making assumptions of things. When you see a lot of uh, power skaters, American power skaters, like a guy like Matthews, Patty Kane, uh, even Ovechkin, who I know know not American, but... They skate kind of with their stick up in the air where the where the blade is above their head and they're building momentum that way. Phil Kessel was a lot like that. You watch a lot of Canadian skaters, they got their their, their back hunched over and they're pushing the, the speed that way. But when you watch Pierre Engvall, he's not up or down. He's kind of middle, straight back. You look; He looks like he's like a sail on a sailboat as opposed to a skater on ice. Interesting yeah. way to skate, but he's a power skater for sure.
1: Yeah, it's like he's got a great center of gravity, and he just knows how to stay. From. Yeah,
0: I think it, – it, it, go on.
1: So so my number two, bud, and this guy's number two because he was a dud before, and I'm going to give him his credit. We've already talked about him. Oh, captain, my captain, Mr. JT. I mean, we called him out when he wasn't playing well, and I mean, the guy's a fan of the show. He took it in stride, and now he stepped up.
0: Thank and, you for listening, JTO. Love you, buddy. Yeah
1: yeah i love you man just uh i almost wanted to give him a bud like i said for that pass and the hands alone on that Willie goal but he's just stepped it up i mean he like he's one of the strongest guys like we're talking about center of gravity when he's low one of the strongest guys out there to get off the yep. pot yeah like just absolutely unreal the work that he puts in and he definitely needs a speedy guy with him on his line sorry i'm boring you buddy yeah like, he it. Yeah, but, but when he has good line mates, not that he necessarily needs them, but man, he is firing now. Like, it's just such a bonus. He's such a workhorse and never cracks a smile unless his teammates score. Otherwise, Captain Serious like Tate. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I, I have to agree with what you're saying. He gets honorable mentions for me. I'm glad he's warming up. For me, he's not where I expect him to be, but he's not far from it either. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so I mentioned that Hyman. I was going to put Hyman at number two. Uh, TJ Brody, uh, strong skating, really responsible in his in his zone. Uh, doesn't give up too much. Doesn't get burned on his plays, his high-risk plays. You know, I, I was always taught you ne- as a defenseman, you never slide to try to take the puck away. You never do that because it takes you out of the play. I see him do it all the time. I get paranoid. I've only seen him regret that play once, and I think it was against uh, um, the Senators, but the man is a very responsible D-man, something that Toronto hasn't seen since Ron Hainsey. And not only that, but he is way better than Ron Hainsey. But a defensive defenseman that can play on your top pairing, this guy, well worth his money.
1: Yeah, he's made it clear why he was Dubas' first choice before Tyson Berry, when they tried to trade Cadre to Calgary, right. and Qadri declined uh, the trade. And that's why we didn't get Brody. And he ended up going to Colorado, but he is so good. And I remember there were some Calgary fans laughing, being like, man, without a guy like Giordano, like a shutdown type defenseman, tough guy, he's going to regress so much. You're putting him with an offensive guy like Riley. What a pair. Like I said, when he's quiet, I, Good, quiet. That's what I love the most about a defenseman. So he is on our power play. He moves it out of the, the zone so smooth. Um, his breakout passes to Matthew are just seamless. So yeah, he's definitely a
0: bud. Yeah. All right. Give me, give me who you got number two
1: or number three. Number three.
0: Oh, sorry, buddy.
1: Because we did. Yeah, you, you're throwing me off now. Yeah, it's number three. <laughs> so this is a guy you've praised in the last few episodes, Zach Bogosian. Mm. old man, Bogosh. I mean, without Simmons, this guy's fighting, trying to fire up the team. I mean, he's skating like a young man on that third line. He's tough in front of the net, pushing guys off Freddie. When he can, you can tell when he's on the ice, he has a presence about him. So Bogo, I've noticed a lot more on that third line. And I am a huge fan of what he brought. Like when these minor veteran contracts work out like this, it's such a bonus.
0: You no, know, he doesn't do too much, but what he does do is he he definitely doesn't overdo what he has to do. He does yeah. what he has to do, and then he's out. You know, yeah. he pinches, and then he's back. You know, I, I have to agree. Bojo for me is is he is he is exactly what you want out of what you paid. Yeah. I I love it. Okay, uh, my last guy. I mean, we already talked about Big Willie, but Big Willie Styles. Team. Oh man, I got you. Got to love it because. He's, he's eating so much shit. He's eating so much shit, this guy. I feel for him. You know, I joked around the first couple of episodes. I told my wife that he's transgender. Like, so many things. This guy is a big-time player. And if you don't think he's a big-time player, he gets called out on the front page of one of the most popular newspapers in the country. And then he brings it on the ice. He doesn't sulk about it. He doesn't fucking get his agent to put something on his Instagram. He fucking wears it. And then he goes out and improves himself. He's playing exceptionally well. And I was trying to find a player close to him and, and compare contracts. A comparison that I got. So um, Nylander has got 12 goals, 12 assists. Johnny Goudreau out of the Calgary Flames has 24 points. He's got one one more goal. The, guess what their contract difference is ba what
1: what a mill
0: $300,000 oh yeah so that, that i mean we everyone bitches about this contract this contract's right where it needs to be for a guy who's <laughs> probably going to end up with 50 points at the end of the season his contract's exactly where it needs to be
1: all you need to see now, if you ever want to bitch about a contract, just look at the Buffalo
0: Sabers. Oh my God!
1: You want to talk about point totals and bad contracts? Don't I don't ever want to hear anything about the Leafs again with that organization in the same league. And I hate the Sabers, but I love the Bills. I legitimately feel bad for Buffalo fans, and I didn't think I'd say that about Sabers fans. Like I feel legitimately bad.
0: Yeah, there, there was a joke on Bar Down saying, "Who's going to get more wins uh, from the 2021 season? The Buffalo Bills or the Buffalo Sabers?" The Buffalo Bills got like, what, uh, 14 wins last season or 12 wins last season? The Sabres have six.
1: The Sabres have lost 11 games. But I could sit here just chirping Buffalo. All That's all true. All You're all right. All You're all right. All but yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Willie. Look, he's like we have said, there's going to be times where he's off, where it looks like he doesn't care. That just kind of comes with Willie. You're going to have to accept that. I'm not saying he's the same player, but it's like a Federov or someone like that highly skilled high paid and guess what when he stops playing and he makes a bonehead move as canadians we're just like god damn it like what the fuck? <laughs> so that's just going to come with it but he is worth ever trust me when i the, the nhl that is a good contract there yeah. are teams that are looking at willie being like well i'm not going to take him with that contract no no what he's doing come on
0: yeah i agree um let's get into our duds this is where we talk about players that are just not doing it for us First on my list, I've already talked about him, so I'll just throw his name out and then throw it to you. Freddie Anderson, still not doing it for me, bah.
1: Yeah, so um, I made a bonus, but yeah, he's first on my list. He has to be for the duds. I mean, it's not been a great month of March, but I was still thinking pretty positive. So, you know, I'm trying not to be too hard on the guys and look for like, it sucks that we call them duds, but that's what the segment is. But, But Freddie's been a dud. There's no way around it. You can't justify those numbers. I mean, we're whether you believe it or not, we're going for the cup or we're going for a deep run. And he is not playing like a goaltender who will take you there. Right. And you're right. He, on this type of team. Yeah. The Leafs are great. We're not expecting them to win every game, but they're dominant. They've been dominant, but you still need a goalie to win you games. Like it just happens in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So Freddie, Freddie for sure is my number one dad. Like I don't want to give up on you, Freddie. Like I'm hoping like, you just step it up and you're healthy, but yeah, totally dud number one.
0: Yeah, dud number two for me. I've already harped on him, so I'll keep it pretty simple. Joe Thornton, Jumbo, I want you to be there, my man. It's not like I don't have faith in you, I want you to be there. But my dude, you are killing me. You just aren't doing anything. let take that fucking meme, do something. The stick guy, fucking okay, dog, do something. And I know, listen, I know he's not the game changer that we, no, no one's expecting him to be a game changer. But you got to be on that score sheet somewhere. You can't just be like, you're not throwing hits. You know what? You're not face washing anybody in front of the net. You got to be putting something, you got to be doing something. You're not doing anything. JTO was ice cold, but still being a very, uh, very responsible defensive forward. Joe Thornton, I don't see that from him either.
1: Yeah. um, So I don't know what's going to happen with Joe. He's showing his age. I I think maybe we'll see with these four days off two games then four days off again, maybe he'll play well. And maybe, you know, it's going to be one of those things where he's going to need more rest. And I don't know if it's a guy like Robertson or Patan, not saying their answers or NHL, but maybe those guys, you know, come in and they kind of share the workload with Joe when we're playing more physical teams and we kind of need that pickup. Uh, Jumbo Joe's going to play against Calgary, but you know maybe we sit him against Vancouver. We sit him against Ottawa. We have a more skilled guy. Like maybe we just need to lessen the workload if we're not going to trade him. But but yeah, not I I'm not gonna argue with you. It's not been a strong month for Jumbo.
0: All right, my man, give me your number two, Duderu.
1: He tricked me. I'll have
0: <laughs> I know. I know. This we, guy we, tricked me. I know.
1: Michael Hutchinson. You had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because I thought. Man, he can't be as bad as he was before. And, you know what? He went to, I think, Colorado. Had somewhat decent playoff for Michael Hutchinson. It was like, okay, and he's coming back on a minimum to be our third goaltender because Campbell is the clear-cut backup. Okay, I can get behind this. That's not a bad depth move, even though he was shit. Uh, With the waiver wire, the draft lottery coming up for Seattle, like, it's a solid move. And he actually had a decent game, a decent couple of games. But, he has come crashing back to earth because apparently what he's told us and shown us is that if the team is not firing at a hundred percent, then you can't count on him. Because yeah. he'll make some good saves when it's three nothing. Four nothing. And yeah, maybe they make it four one and then he he keeps it so we keep the three goal lead. Great. But we need more than that. So Hutch, I think your time in Toronto may be done.
0: Yeah. I you know, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I just I the only th- I thought the same thing you did, which was he's got experience for a fourth, a third or fourth guy depth chart. That's good to have. You never know when you need some NHL experience in the net. But when when it was seven and a half minutes into a game against the last place team in your division, and they've scored two goals on three shots, I don't care if you're having a bad day. You can't have that much of a bad day. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a surprise where he didn't know he was playing like the other team's fucking goalie. He knew he he was preparing for that game and just yeah, fell but flat.
1: You're a Leaf fan, man. I mean, Ottawa, the worst place team, is playing a goaltender in his first NHL game against the Le- you knew we were gonna lose, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Even non-Leaf yeah. fans know that. If if there's a former Leaf player, if there's a guy with a career yeah. milestone, or if a guy's first or last game, if there's some kind of moment we're we're fucked. We're going to be the eighth team. I mean yeah. Dave Ayers, like that's the leafs, like
0: remember when Lemieux came back and his first game was against the leafs and yeah. took like five fucking points? <laughs> yeah.
1: I went uh, I went to a game one year where Crosby was injured when he used to get injured a lot kind of when he was younger. He came back his first game was against Toronto. I think he had like five points.
0: Oh. Was that the shoot where you got the shootout winner as well? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I fucking Toronto, remember that I too. I went with
1: my brother. It was an absolute joke. And like, <laughs> you left and you're like not even mad because we don't hate Pittsburgh and it's Crosby. You're like, okay, great. Yeah. This player turned it on. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, the last guy I got on my list is yeah. uh, Barabanov. I know I know you were. you Zero had, points. Fuck, man. You know what? I, I, I don't know where this. And you know the crazy thing is? He's I playing the, in the A. He's playing the eight and lighting it up.
1: Yeah, okay. So then he's an AHL player, but that's not yeah. what he wanted and signed for. So
0: Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is there is <laughs> some talk with how good the Marlies players are playing right now. Galchenjak, yeah, Garrett Galchenyuk, Banoff right now. And um, uh Robertson, they're all doing really well for the Marlies and they're all putting up points. Now, I don't know, I don't know what their ice time's like. But for me, Galchenyuk for me was a long shot. I always fucking mess around this guy. Yeah, do you know what part of Russia he's from? Wisconsin. No, <laughs> like I, it, it blows me away. Like I, I this guy, I, I, he's got like like seven seven NHL teams in the last like five years. Um, I just thought he'd be one of those guys where he just showed up and then fizzled out, and then quietly just swept him into the rug. He's making some noise. He's making something happen. I would like to see him. Scott Sabrin, too. I would like to see him in a Leafs uniform just to fucking let's go, baby. You know, these guys, like these guys that are always in the lineup, like a guy like, um, shit, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Dude. 72, Boyd, Boyd. Yeah, like, I, trust Boyd, I, I like him, but does he need to be in the lineup every night? Fucking throw Sabrin in there. S- throw somebody in there. To mix it up a little bit, give Patan more of it. I always like Patan. I thought like I think that he has a lot to offer. So throw these guys out there. Like give them a couple games. Especially against fucking Ottawa. Especially against fucking maybe not Winnipeg, but Vancouver. Like throw throw these guys out there so that they can fucking take a bite out of the pie. Because unfortunately, like all these guys seem like I didn't want to say it because it's like the hot word right now in Toronto Sports Media, but the fatigue is obviously there with some of those guys. So give yeah. them a give them a rest.
1: I think there's fatigue too. Uh Gally has looked great at the Marley games I've watched. So good for you, Gally. I love our reclamation projects here in Toronto. Of these. Yeah. Um, Robertson, I think is going to be a good NHL player and I think he's close to a return. So I'm hoping for that. And then, yeah, Nick Batan and Oh, speaking Sabrin, that's what I wanted to say. That video of the eight a- against the AHL Montreal team where oh, yeah. just starts beating the shit out of their leading score. Like doesn't even <laughs> quit, drops a glove I want that guy in Elise, you know. <laughs> yeah, Frankfurt, Right. Like, Ottawa or Vancouver, or Montreal, please.
0: Like that well, was let's see what great. happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All right. Why don't you finish us off? I know you got a couple things to say.
1: Yeah, so this one was kind of I had like a three-way tie because I agree about Thornton. That was my original pick. And then I went to Justin Bobby, Justin Hall, but we've already talked about him. So my actual dud number three right now is is Jimmy VC Vessi, who today was waived, put on waivers. So I think someone's being called up or there's a trade happening, but yeah, it didn't work out here. Like, I'm sorry to say, like he was, you know, a big body that didn't really play a big game. Like there were some games he did play, but he was pretty invisible for a guy who's like six, two, six, three.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that pains me. I was hoping to see something special, You know, it was a couple years ago that Babs was just like speaking his praise, but I think it's just a a, a ploy to get him to sign with Toronto. Um, I, I hope VC has, I hope VC can stay. I hope he can stay. I hope he, I I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to see him play and I think his skating is really good. I think he skates very seamlessly out there um and you know he's good for a couple of goals when you're playing that bottom six what do you really expect i think he's got three or four goals in the season better than barabanov man oh fuck man isn't that the truth all right uh who else you got in there you got anything else i said
1: hole and Thornton, so those are my duds
0: okay so uh before we get into all the questions uh the only thing i want to bring up was uh losing to ottawa so like what does this really mean like you know, like we're in this group chat. We got a couple Sens fans in there. And for them, it's really the way they raise a cup. Like, it's for them, they understand that this year is going to be garbage. Uh, so they're holding on to anything. They don't even, have, they're not even double digits. The Leafs aren't double digits losses. The Sens aren't double digit in wins. And for me, losing to the Sens is is a kick in the dick. But it, the big picture for me is they're not going to be the Vancouver and the Sens aren't going to be in the fucking playoffs. So why the fuck am I losing sleep about this? yeah that
1: (laughs) that chat you guys fire off so many messages i'm more of a lurker in that chat than i contribute but man when the it is so quiet when the leafs are on a roll and the minute they lose oh they all come out of the woodwork ready to chirp you and they're just so ready to go like i legitimately think there are guys out there who hate the leafs more than they love their own team and that is you a know what? sad way to be a hockey fan. And, and there's some of you admit it to yourself. I am talking about you.
0: you yeah. Hate the Leafs more than Fucking, you the team. That is 100 percent true. And I'm glad <laughs> You know what? Let's <laughs> this the next NA30 shirt is gonna say this. It's gonna say, you hate the Leafs more than you love your team. Please Bam. I.
1: I it, it's true though. Like they're just chomping at the bit waiting for us. I said it before. Ottawa's a shit team, but they're gonna play their hearts out. Against us, we're yeah. the Tro- eight beliefs. There is a rivalry, like in this North Division. Ottawa has every Toronto date wow. circle and probably every Montreal date, too, but, but mainly Toronto. And it's like, yeah, our province rival that everybody is stroking off saying is the best team why would you not play your hardest and try to prove against them? Of I would be so fired up on Ottawa to play the Leafs. I'd be like, let's fucking go. I'm going to run through a building. So yeah. you can't expect them to play like a shit team against us. So the Leafs just have to play our best oh. hockey because what happens is Ottawa will play well against us and we end up losing the game.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what's happening more.
0: And the, the, if, you, if you take out Hutchinson's two goals or even if you give him one of those two goals, right, I get it. Like, you know, it is what it is. You take those two goals away, Leafs win that game. If you take away one of those goals and Morgan Riley's fucking open net hit the crossbar fucking flutter that happened, that's Will a different game. Will he scores
1: early on, it's a different game.
0: Yeah, I mean, There's exactly. so many
1: things that happen. The Leafs lose it for themselves. Like It's just a lot of shitty breaks and bad goaltending, but the effort's still there.
0: All right, so I want to get into some fan questions as well as a survey I put up on the not After 30 Instagram page. Check us out. If you're listening to this and you're on Instagram, of course you are because you're listening to this. Check us out, on After 30 Podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Austin Nevevu, uh, who uh, I probably butchered that, and I'm sorry.
1: But, you called a fan's name.
0: Yeah. I I can barely speak English, so don't give me a hard time. This is on our YouTube channel. Uh, check us out, on After 30 Podcast. We try to post as much as we can on there, but there's not a ton of content, but there is this. So uh, he says bear Bandloff has been good lol by invisible you mean the score sheet then sure he's not playing bad agree disagree with this comment oh, i mean okay he he's played okay in
1: some instances defensively or in the neutral zone but then what did we bring him for like what does he bring to that line like i mean you're right we didn't bring him here to be a goal scorer but 11 games zero goals zero assists I mean, fucking is almost a grandfather, and he's finding ways. And I'm not saying Spezza and Barabanov are the same level, but come on, man. You have to contribute something. Like, there's only so much that, like, heart and hustle can get you if you're not producing. Like, it's what have you done for me lately? It sucks, but—
0: Throw a fucking hit. How about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that, like you said, he got sent down or whatever. Like, it's— I mean zero goals, zero assists. Like yeah. that's we're we're going deep into the playoff run. There's enough. The problem is, and I'm sorry, but there's enough depth that that's not good enough.
0: Yeah, you're right. All right, let's move on. Uh, Dave Fran writes, what, "What do you up, think Dave? the? What do you think the biggest factor for the most recent slump? Goaltending. tending. Yeah." I mean, gotta say,
1: there's no way. I have faith in our coaching staff. I have faith in our forwards. They're still producing goals. The heart and hustle is still there, like I said, but the goaltending has been subpar at best. Yeah,
0: yep. I, I, I I hate to say it, but we're going to say fatigue. Um, you know, the Leafs have played the most games in the division. Uh, yeah, but that
1: only take you so far, and I, I brought that up to you. I agree. I'm the one who first said fatigue out of the two of us as an excuse for them. But at the same time, what my dad taught me is everybody's got fucking t- Fatigue, tough enough. Yep. Like, that's part of about it. So
0: you got to feel it. And Steve Dangle bringing up a really good point, and I like it. I like it so much that I hate saying fatigue, but there's fatigue in the playoffs. I get it. It's not. I get it. it's the middle of the season. It's not the playoffs. Yeah, that doesn't mean like it doesn't mean you just fucking take your foot off the gas pedal. Let's go. You need to win against. You need to win against Vancouver. You need to win against San Jose. Or fucking. Ottawa.
1: Hopefully. You're allowed to admit it's unprecedented times. 56 games, North Division. We just had a bubble COVID, like the different time off, the the quicker off season, everything happening. Like it's it's – you're allowed to admit that they are tire fatigue. But like I said, everybody's feeling that. Yeah. At some point, it's only an excuse for like a day or two. And then it's like, okay, well, you know what then? Sleep more at night. Like I don't know what to tell you. Ottawa and yeah. Vancouver face the same thing.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on. Schulman Kyle writes – is this short slump? Is this a short slump or is this what we can
1: expect? I think this is a short slump and I'm going to tell you this right now. I bet you there's going to be another short slump and knowing Toronto fans, Toronto media will question it as bad then, but I see them. I don't see them losing more than like the three, four games. Like I think this is going to be such a test against a Calgary team firing on all cylinders with Sutter. Like these are going to be such two very hard fought games and we like, we definitely need to win one. I want us to win both and we, yeah. we should win both and kind of put Calgary on its heel. But I'm going to say right now we go one and one, play well, both games. And no, I do not think that this is like, this is more of an outlier. Like it's yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, for me, I, I got to say that I think you're, I think you're writing your assessment. I think there'll probably be another slump towards the last 10 games of the season. If I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And but I, I honestly think April, you're going to see a turn on on this team where this team, they, they figure out a lot. And then in April, they just start going. And I think you might see a, a repeat of February where they only lost two games in the season. I can see that happening. Moving on. Can Anderson shake this cold start? Bob, if you don't mind, let me jump in. I have to say yes because every beginning of the season, he's garbage except for one of the last five seasons. So I'm going to say, yes, he shakes it off and he makes it happen.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Like Freddie, you know what? He wasn't even playing his best hockey in February and stuff, but we were still winning games. It it was a good, um, numbers for him. I think he's going to do even better than that. Like I think he is really going to heat up as long as he stays healthy. I think there's going to be some stretches coming up where there's a lot of play. There's some hard hockey. And I think there's a real chance that he's going to pick it up. And if he does, like, w- watch out, man. If if goaltending starts clicking for us, then you're in real trouble.
0: All right. Uh, this comes from Fudgetown. Why <laughs> why are Leaf fans so shitty?
1: Oh, man. I really hope you're not a Vancouver fan saying this. So Leaf fans aren't shitty. Every fan base is shitty. The problem is we are such a large fan base that we have more voices of shitty people out there. Do not listen to Twitter or Toronto media. They're fucking idiots. Most of us have common sense. I would say the majority of any fans in the NHL pretty decent, except for fucking Vancouver. Yeah, and, and possibly Winnipeg fans.
0: Winnipeg Winnipeg fans are the worst. Yeah. And only followed by Philly fans. Yeah. Oh, All and right. also
1: also my Toronto fan take. Um, fucking inferiority of complex. Like, Toronto's the center of the fucking Canada hockey world. I don't know why I'm doing a New York accent for it, but... <laughs>
0: Deal with it, bitches. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last question before we get into the survey is from Aesthetics. She wants to know... She says... I want to know if girlfriends slash wives watch the games with you or are forced to watch with or without, with or do not watch.
1: I think she's asking, do wives and girlfriends, do they watch? And I will say no. I have sometimes a couch or bed buddy who's on their phone or laptop. Mm hmm. That's that stent. And then if I'm like, oh, they scored and I have my hand up for about 10 seconds, I will get a high five back. So,
0: yeah, well, I guess I'll, I'll tell you this and you can believe it if you want. This has been the craziest year. My wife does not like sports. But the starting of the season, I said, hey, why don't you just watch this game with me? And same like she watched in the game. We're all hung and she'd watch the game. She'll be on her phone off and on. But I'm telling you, the first – five or six games that she watched. It wasn't in concession, but they won every game. Then they were playing Montreal, the game that they lost 2-1. And there was like eight minutes left in the game. And she's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to have a shower and meet you in bed. I was like, okay, honey, see you then. And they fucking lost 2-1. The Leafs were up one nothing in the game. Then they played the fucking same thing happened with the Ottawa game. And I, I said to her, don't go anywhere because the last time you left, the Leafs lost. And she laughed. Ah, and they fucking lost again. The only game she's watched is a fucking Vancouver game or the fucking Winnipeg game where they won. I'm just saying every game my wife has sat down to watch the Leafs have won. Let's go.
1: Okay, so I am going to blame or cheer this whole season on your wife. It's her fault.
0: What I will say, too,
1: funny enough, is none of my buddies, wives or girlfriends watch it. Which is a problem for me because my mom, Mama Walks, is such a sports nut that I had the wrong impression of women growing. Up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh she's more nuts about sports than I am. Like, this is insane. No, it's not like that at all for me. Yeah. At least, at least I know there are women out there, huge sports fans. I'm not saying that.
0: I all I'm saying is, if my wife wants, I have a tradition. Some might call it a superstition. It's a tradition. And the thing is, I fucking crack out my beautiful air fryer. I fry up some wings. I go to fucking downtown Dirty Brown. i make this happen, baby. Bay. Have a couple of drinks. Have a little. And I enjoy myself. And if she wants to partake in some of this excitement, she's more than welcome to. But you fucking sit down and watch the game.
1: Oh, man. I like the Leafs get me into trouble. Like we we were famous for house parties, her and I. And I would be in the basement watching the Leaf game. And she'd be like, hey, you want to come up and socialize, say hi, like so-and-so made it. And I'd be like, yeah, no problem. It's third period. I'll be up at like quarter to ten. And of course, gradually, all the guys would come downstairs, mm-hmm. all the boyfriends, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What, what's the score? I'd be like, yeah, man, take a seat. Don't be a puss. Like, sit down. Yo. she get in trouble so much for making the party come downstairs to <laughs> eat, and she'd be so pissed off with all the snacks and everything upstairs.
0: <laughs> so the, the way that we know each other is through Angry Matt, who you, who was on the early episodes of NA30. Love that, guy. but the the first time I met him, our wives are our best buddies. So she's throwing a party, and Matt's there, and we're just, we start like, hey, what's going on? I'm I'm like I'm measuring up measuring him up, and am looking up and down, I'm like all right, this guy's pretty fit. And not when he was fat like he is now, but he was like pretty fit <laughs> at the time. Uh, you know, angry Matt knows he's fat, so we were both at his wedding. His all his wedding speeches were when Matt was fat or Matt's a dick. One of the two. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm I like me, i like measuring my up right, This guy looks pretty cool. I'm gonna talk to him. Yo, what's up? Start chatting. Start to go. as soon as we start talking about the Leafs, fucking bro, bromance started. We just go ba 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 back and forth. Anyway, though, what I'm trying to say is this: I'm more. My wife is more than welcome to watch the game with me. She can ask as many questions as she wants, but you got to be there. You can't. You can't be fucking leaving when the Leafs lose because how does that look? The universe says you got to be watching. You want your husband to be happy? Watch this game. What else do I have to say?
1: When I was a kid and the Leafs would score a goal in the playoffs or something and say I was sitting like this, I wouldn't move for the rest of the game.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. I was
1: as a kid. Okay. So that, i really really <laughs> down from that.
0: <laughs> All right. I threw up a handful of questions on our Not After 30 Instagram page. Thank you so much if you voted. First question. Will the Leafs remain first in the North Division? For the, I wrote moth, but month or March. 71% of voting said yes.
1: Yeah. So, Let's go. Yeah. 71% of people we know are pretty intelligent. I'm going to agree with them. And I voted for that. I do agree as well.
0: All right. Good. All right. Next question was do, do, do. I know. <laughs> Who will lead the Leafs in points? I gave you Matthews. Marner, Nylander, and Riley with uh, 50% of the votes said Austin Matthews, which is a very good guess. Um, What is that? Uh, 20%, 25% said Marner and the rest said Nylander and then Riley. Uh, It's going to be Mitch Marner, guys. I know you guys all love Austin Matthews and he will have the most goals, but Mitch Marner will be, will have the most, he's last two seasons or three seasons. He's been the point leader. He'll be the point leader this year as well.
1: Yeah. I, I'm going to secretly agree with you about Mitch Marner, but just to be contrarian right now, I'm saying Austin Matthews. I agree with the 50%. He I like is it. It's going to score what 70 goals. So let's go.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. Next question is who is the biggest competition? Who is the least biggest main competition for first place? Jets, Oilers, Sens, Montreal um, with a very impressive 60%. The Jets took it, which is probably the right guess, I'm going to have to say. Uh, Oilers, Sens, and Montreal all came in tied uh, with 15% each. Incredible. Uh, Winnipeg, let's go.
1: Yeah, so I agree. Obviously, Winnipeg's defense is shit, but they have – one of, if not the best goaltender in the world right now, which is a huge saving grace. And they have great forwards. Uh, Mark Shifley, I think, is unreal. I've always liked that guy. Dubois, all of them. The only other team, and I know they're out of the playoff run right now, but I'm still saying Calgary, man. That, uh, ooh, that's Sutter Farm.
0: Yeah. They're, they're
1: on the top. Farm-loving.
0: Terra- Next on. question. Can the Leafs get another key piece before the trade deadline? Uh, this one... 63% of people said yes. That's mind-blowing to me. I say no. I can't see them making the trade. It's too difficult. Uh, they're too much against the cap. I mean, unless Kerfoot is going, which is the only expendable I can see, but this season I really like Kerfoot. I think he's doing a lot of things really well. Um, he's really, for me, he's really honed in on that Nazim Kadri second or third line center role uh lots of speed always on the four check i, I like him at four million bucks do i like him four million dollars worth i don't think so can a guy like nick patan do that possibly i don't know um so i don't think the trade could happen i i would say no but bah how do you feel about that
1: so i do think a trade is going to happen and i think we're going to get
0: a forward but, but I'm talking I, key pieces. I'm yeah, not talking so, about. Oh, listen. So that fourth line goaltender.
1: I know. I know. So so what I'm saying is a key piece are we talking philip forsberg no i don't think we're going to get a player of that caliber and i don't think anybody should be holding their breath but is it going to be a key piece for this team for the playoffs that could be instrumental like a pat maroon type guy and i'm talking about maybe raquel from anaheim maybe grandlin eric Stahl, tyler or tyler bertuzzi Like I'm not talking a big name, but could it be a quality trade piece and we could potentially see a top six forward, top six winger come in? Yeah, I do think so. And you know what? I know we keep saying Kerfoot's name because he's the one obvious choice kind of making a couple of million and he's expendable to Leaf fans. But it is going to be some type of package. Like You're going to see possibly nick robertson out the door in a package with money and maybe a pick so i do see a trade happening no not philip forsberg not somebody unreal but they will get someone
0: okay i mean listen i'm up for anything <laughs> i i'm still amazed way back when when burkey was able to trade and he got like he traded and got for and he traded fucking jason blake and best like when, when that happened like, i'll always be waiting for another big one like that anyways okay moving on will matthews get 50 goals 25 percent said yes an astounding 79 75 percent of people said no yay or nay i don't buy it man this guy heats up he's gonna net another 20 before you know it baby let's go so yeah so you're saying yeah to 50 you're keeping i'm your saying 50. yeah i'm saying true let's go
1: I man, I can't remember. I think I said he wasn't gonna make fifty.
0: Or, you said or forty.
1: I said four. Okay, so I'm gonna say, man, I hate to say this, but I feel just like that time off, he's gonna hit like 48.
0: No, oh, like like, la- like last season, yeah. and the season shuts down.
1: And I okay. think it's gonna be one of those things, man. If he keeps playing the way he is, like I want him to win the hard or Ross, whatever, but it's like Patty Kane, McDavid, there's some players out there that are just Unreal right now, man. Like Patty Kane on Chicago, holy shit! I have him on fantasy, like, holy shit. He
0: he's doing some magic. I think I think he's really because because Taves isn't there. I think he's really kind of owning owning the leadership role there and
1: a leadership role, yeah.
0: And who uh, was it? Seabrook who just went down. Yeah, you just call. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Sorry.
1: Uh, Yeah, Seabrook retired. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like when we look at like, I mean, he's he's the last guy skating right now from that. Stanley Cup run. So I
1: actually, I actually think Sheldon Keith has a, a strong chance of being in the Jack Adams consideration. But I think that young guy in Chicago, man, just the way the NHL loves their storylines and teams. Yeah, like, that guy and could, that goaltender. At,
0: at, yeah, yeah. Okay. Next question. Now, maybe it was a little bit of my. Uh, I, I should have probably done like a percentage, like the other ones. But I did it like the run scale. And the the question is: Is Nylander's contract? Is Nylander worth his contract? Um... This this was like two thirds of the way, yes. So um, I don't know how, like, how Instagram doesn't give you a breakdown on it, but I'm gonna say two thirds of everybody said yes. He is worth the six point nine million, million he's making.
1: Yeah, of course he's worth it. I try not to swear a lot, but honestly, there are a lot of fucking idiots out there. Truth. No matter the sport, NHL, NFL, NBA, the contracts always look terrible. Well, guess what? If the player's sick and he continues to be sick, all it takes is two years usually before that contract looks good. And you're on to the next guy because the way inflation and the market works is there's always going to be somebody in the future to make more. So, of course, as long as Willie was on the same trajectory that he was on, it was always going to be worth the money. He just might not – he might have – um, force his way out of Toronto's future with the amount of money depending on what we paid the other guys, which is a different story. But it was always going to be worth it. Like, these people who who bitched the first year a guy's paid, did your tax money go right to that guy's fucking pocket? Otherwise, shut up. It always right. is worth it if he's a good player. The only time it's not worth it if he's not a good player. And, yeah, that's a huge fuck-up. It happens yeah. a lot.
0: And, and I think he's really showing this i mean even last season i thought he played fairly well after the break um you know he's showing that the money he's worth the money he he is a good to great well uh, he's a good to very good player i wouldn't say a great player but austin matthews is a great player borderline if not elite
1: Yeah, yeah like he he brings it up on overdrive all the time ray Ferraro, ferrero has what, like close to a thousand points or had 800 goals or something. That guy is not a hall of famer. And even he admits it. So yes, Willie is not probably a great player. He's going to be a hall of fame. Like what Matthews and Marner potentially could be. Yeah. He's not in the same stratosphere. He's also not making $13 million. There's a reason. There you go.
0: He, he, and that's a great point. Like he's basically making half of what Matthews is making. Yeah. And Matthews is the best player in this team and possibly the top three players or top five players in the league, whatever you want to say. I mean, at the end of the year, this will be so easy to sort out. But now we're in the middle of it; we're in the thick of it. It's hard to kind of make it out. Moving on, how good or bad are those St. Pat jerseys? Now, before you answer this question, Ba, is there any Irish in your bloodline? Ah, uh, there is. I'm sorry to hear that, my man. <laughs> I fucking hate anything Irish except for Irish whiskey and Conor McGregor. And I'm pretty much—I'm pretty sure—I fucking hate everything else Irish. I fucking hate those St. Pat's jerseys. I, I get it. It's part of the history. But so are the arenas. So let's just, like, why not just fucking do that instead? I get it. St. Patrick's Day, the celebration. But those fucking jerseys are ugly. And thank you, Facebook, for this piece of shit. Every fucking every day is a post from the past that creeps up in my feed. And it says, this day two years ago, you said, I fucking hate watching the Toronto St. Pat's Cambridge Reliefs come back, which means they fucking lost. Now, in the three or four games that popped up, they lost three out of the four games.
1: Yeah, so I totally believe in that type of superstition, and maybe it's time to retire. But I actually don't mind them. If they were this year's third jersey— And had like twenty games being worn. Yeah, I think I might fucking hate them. But for a team that we were actually called the St. Pat's, and they're not just doing some gimmicky Irish thing, and we're only wearing it once or twice a year, usually around St. Patty's Day. Yeah, it's okay with me. The record's not great, but uh, you know, I'm Irish. I enjoy it. Besides my lack of being able to, you know, produce potatoes or anything, and my drinking ability, like my love of those jerseys, about the only Irish thing.
0: All right. Um, the numbers were 60% like 40% are disgusted by it.
1: They're okay, man. More than two games. I say no, but for what they are now, I like, I want Toronto arenas or the, yeah. those, you know, those white thirds we had during the Sundine era with the blue shoulders. Yeah. 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 Or even go the Wendell Clark, like blue and white. Yeah. Thing. The seventies and eighties. Yeah. Man. Don't, don't put the gray in our jerseys. Like these reverse red, like it's blue and white. Just go like, yeah. I mean, you got what a hundred years. To check and you,
0: you can figure it out within 100 and also like i mean i don't know about you but i was always a kid that loved those um those historic pieces where they showed all the the generations of jerseys yeah and
1: yeah. i have one of these some soon yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i i like that but the thing is like they missed out like there's always that third jersey especially the last 20 30 years they have been doing third jerseys and that's what i really want i want to fucking Huge thing of all the fucking jerseys they've worn on the ice, and then I can fucking handpick because sometimes when I go back and watch the, the that the highlights from the '60s or when I see like these jerseys, I really like those jerseys, and I like the I like I'm warming up to the retro jerseys from this season. I do wish it was white and not gray, but I know they need to do something a little bit different. Even though there's no gray, could you imagine they did fucking blue and green like fucking those? fucking diapers that fucking vancouver wears yeah Those you know fucking-
1: yeah so so you know what they should do next just for like kind of one-offs the yankee pinstripes just turn them red and white just as like a shake it up no it's fucking stupid okay <laughs> blue and white gears i know you tried to give tampa the colors it didn't work no blue and white
0: yeah and you know what's crazy is, is tampa fan base actually complained that it wasn't blue, gray, and black like they've always been. That they went blue and white. And it's not even like you couldn't use another fucking blue, you dicks. You use identical blue. Should
1: have been, there's no reason Tampa should have got away from the black. Yeah, those jerseys could have been updated, but Florida was red. Carolina's red. You had this black with some blue tint. Like there was no team that really had those colors. It was great. And then you just do the same as the – it's Detroit's jersey and leaf color. They should have done like a black –
0: yeah, uh, something,
1: I, man. I could go off about the temperature. Yeah, decision.
0: okay. All right, let's let I me too. I feel the same way. All right, moving on. How many goalies will the least use this year? Options were two, three, four, five, plus. Now, um, I'm going to say here uh, that is ten. Okay, fifty percent said four, which I agree with, and then it went twenty um, percent said twenty uh, percent said five, and then. Two 10%s between two and three goalies, if that wasn't confusing.
1: It was a, it was a bit, but here, I, I chose four goalies. They've what? They've already used three this season. I doubt Hutchinson gets another crack. Who knows, like we've said before with Campbell. Who knows? So, with Freddie, who's going to back, like, potentially Wall? Are they going to give this, like, when you say four goalies, they could just be at the end of the year, this young Finnish guy gets one game, still counts, yeah. so... Uh, I I don't know. I I think it's going to be four. I really hope Hutchinson doesn't get another game. Yeah, he lights it up in the Marlins.
0: Yeah, agreed. Okay, so uh, was that the last one? (laughs) Okay, yeah. So last one was, because the other question was just asking questions to the pod. So I was curious. I was like, are these all just going to be like fucking... Leaf fanboys like us who just want to like homer out and and, and and give all the right stats so that we just sound like amazing. Go Leafs go or no Leafs no? 63% said go Leafs go, let's go baby. But you know what that shows? That shows up almost 50% down the middle, yay or nay. So I do actually like these numbers quite a bit because it gives you both both vantage points, and I like that a lot. So I'm happy with the way that this survey worked out. Let's go. We'll do it again for the next one.
1: Yeah, to the 63%, woo, go Leafs, go. I couldn't agree more. You guys are so smart, so attractive, just like so funny. You guys are the best. I would date all The best. The center. Yeah, to the other percentage, thanks for coming out, I guess.
0: Bah, let's wrap this baby up. The, the, The Leafs are in a spot where A, still in first place as of right now. Still yeah. in first place. Maybe next time we touch base, maybe not. But what I'm happy is the leads are in first. They're playing really well overall. Yes, slump, fatigue, whatever you want to call it. The good news is we're still in first. Our team's looking good. Our players are playing well. What more could you ask for? for sure, a win against Ottawa would have been way better than a loss against Ottawa. A Splitting Vancouver would have been way better than losing two to Vancouver. At the end of the day, though, this team is playing very well overall. You got anything to add to that? The team
1: is playing sick. And Leaf fans and El Jefe, if I told you guys at the start of the season going into March break, you would be 19-9-2 and 2, and in first place in the Northern Division. Would you take it? I would. Fuck, fuck I'd be right. fucking happy. And that's what I'm ending on. Go Leafs, go. The first place team and will be the first place team going into the playoffs.
0: Let's go, baby. That's what I want to hear. All right, Bob. Listen, we're going to tie this sucker up. Where can the people find you? I know you got a lot coming up. Yeah,
1: we're going to be doing Mustard soon. I've got a new Raptors B-Ball pod coming out soon. A lot to talk about Lowry, what's going on in the East. Um, I know our boy Melky's got Nobody Gives a Fuck coming up soon with South Park. I might contribute. going to be hilarious. But otherwise, you're going to see me again probably in two weeks back here talking about some wins.
0: That's it. Let's go, baby. I love it. This is a non after 30 podcast. This is leaf edition. Hey, Blue Jay fans, we haven't forgot about you. We're going to have something coming up very soon. Okay, I am so hyped. So hyped. Let's go, baby um and maybe bob
1: maybe we can do this in person soon who knows i would love that dude i'm so sick of technology man
0: <laughs> fuck i mean especially today since since we had both of our lives fall apart almost technology. put my fist through a screen people <laughs> almost. all right with that being said thank you for tuning in downloading and checking this out this is a leap edition let's go baby oh let's go
1: fuck me right